Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Gobble, gobble, hidey ho, boys and girls. It's another weekly episode of Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. Good to know. This week, Google is outperforming Indeed. LinkedIn is on pace for $2 billion. Yeah. That's billion with a B. And Donald Trump loves job boards. <laughs> Asshole. And this week's show is full of jive turkeys. Stay tuned for all the fixings right here after a word from Job Ad X. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. I don't know that smarter has anything to do with this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I think it's funny that JobAdX found the last remaining Valley Girl for their uh, for their ad. <laughs> oh my God. Programmatic advertising. So, so good. <laughs> Oh, let's get to shout outs, man. We got a long show today. I was hoping for an abbreviated version, but not so lucky. That's for next week. Uh, I'll lead it off with uh, Debbie Salado. I'm probably butchering that name. Uh, Citizens Bank. This is sort of of self-interest. She's at Citizens Bank, who I'm pitching tomorrow. (laughs) However, uh, she was at Higher Conf and we missed each other. So there is a little bit of a, a segue that makes sense. Uh, she is a fan of the show, and we appreciate it. Thanks, Debbie. Buy something, Debbie. Please, please buy something. Write a check, Debbie. Please, <laughs> Christmas is coming. Congrats to Ethan and Veronica. Now Bloomfield, they just uh, got married in their new home in Costa Rica. I uh, just saw pictures of uh, flower-laden oxen pulling a new married couple in a cart on a dirt road in Costa Rica. I mean, that, my friend, so is romantic. the life. So romantic. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> um, shout out to New York City. Uh, we've done a lot of talk about HireConf yeah. and the show went live uh, this, this week. But the Big Apple never disappoints. We did uh, the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island, Central Park, Pedicab, good food, good company, uh, laughs all around. And by the way, Mexicue, the Mexican barbecue <laughs> fusion restaurant, was a, uh, a pleasant surprise for me, at least. Yeah, two tecates with like uh, Tabasco sauce and sprinkled with some. I, I, what the hell was that? 
It was a hot sauce infused beer, Tecate, <laughs> as you mentioned, with a, like a dusting of hot sauce. It was rather pleasant. That, I enjoyed that, it. That was very pleasant. We went from one place, which which was more kind of high scale, and then we went to Mexico, and that's I think we felt pretty comfortable there. <laughs> We were much more in our element with the Mexican barbecue infusion restaurant. Yes, yes. Uh, shout out to Michael Ang from Job Elephant. Thanks for listening, man. Uh, sorry we weren't uh, more heavy-handed with ha- Handshake. Uh, Steven Rothberg uh, would agree with you, by the way. What a great, yeah, what a great shout out. We, uh, I, I wanted to talk about that when we brought up the, um, the Ed Newman uh, <laughs> to the middleman <laughs> because uh, this was a great... We did a, the handshake story, huh. and he came out and said, "Handshake is a piling, piling hot, steamy garbage pail of of a site." Yeah. So that was an interesting perspective uh, from Handshake. So thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, thank. So thanks, Michael Ann. Uh, shout out to Verbo, Vervo, something that is not hot, hot and steamy. Uh, remember the the Terry Tate office linebacker Reebok commercials. Remember those. Men of a certain age all remember that commercial. And well, if you have never seen Terry Tate, the office linebacker, go to YouTube this very second. Type in Terry Tate, office linebacker. Watch those. They are freaking hilarious. So anyway, Vervo, they put out these this really cool ad. It was funny. It would centered around the people in the office uh, and uh, it was really slick. It just it reminded me of those office linebacker. Well, w- without without the concussions, of course, but it was it was a really good ad. Good job, Vervo and and Omer over there. Yeah. Australian companies are really great at not taking themselves too seriously. So we yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Thanksgiving. Uh, yes. Maybe my favorite holiday um (laughs) you don't have to have show up with gifts uh you can eat and drink all you want and it's totally acceptable and there's football on tv yeah well and and sticking with that shout out to ezekiel elliott formerly of the ohio state (laughs) university and currently running back with the dallas cowboys zeke nailed 155 or i'm sorry 151 yards rushing and one td but the big key here was hurdling over Trey Sullivan and totally posterizing him. That was pretty amazing. You know, our Philly shout fans out. aren't going to like that shout out. But that, that was my, that was especially for Ed. I'll, I'll shout out for my wife who has Zeke on her fantasy squad, who who gave her a miraculous comeback on Monday night with his three touchdowns to win her uh, the week in fantasy. So I'll speak for her on that one. Very nice. Very nice. Got a uh, Ven cat who you like to call big cat uh, CEO and founder of Jobiak, who was on. I thought a meerkat as well, which <laughs> meerkat. Why didn't I think of that one? That that's that's so much more funny. Uh, he was on firing squad with Jobiak. So if you're going to check out the live show from New York City, do that. But also check out the newest firing squad mm-hmm. with uh, Big Cat or Meerkat uh, from 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 Jobiak. It, it's it's pretty awesome. By the way, if you're a CEO out there, um, this dude knows how to work the social aspect uh, from an interview. Oh yeah, all over Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I mean, granted, he has sixty and engineers that I'll probably just do whatever the hell he says, but the number of shares and likes and everything from his stuff was really impressive. So if you're a CEO and you get interviewed, like take a tip from Meerkat, uh, 
how to get the most leverage from your social presence. Not to mention, he was concise. I, you got to listen to the show. He was concise. He had his stuff together and he knew that Chad and Cheese podcast firing squad would be a great vehicle for his startup to actually sell. Yeah. And, you know, obviously at the end of the day, he's going to get graded by us and he could possibly get the firing squad but the guy was confident he was concise and at the end of the day had a really good show with him but he knew how to leverage the podcast to be able to get out there dude's a stud yeah, um, yeah. And, and thank god we got away from the chat bot trend of firing <laughs> squad that was that was a nice that was a nice change of pace for it, sure it was but you know the the russian that russian female uh kind of sound wasn't wasn't bad it made for a very good diverse effect between two dumb american guys my last shout out is to all of our sponsors and anybody out there listening i had this amazing incredibly smart idea for marketing for the holidays uh, and you still have time to do it you can pull this off you should do ugly sweaters with your logo in the ugly sweater itself obviously you're gonna have to send some to chad and cheese because we came up with the idea but what i mean that's the best swag for this time of year don't you think all right don't connect me to this bad idea <laughs> this is a great idea uh and did you call it genius did i hear the word genius come out of your mouth that's, when, you, when you yeah yeah it's pretty genius it's pretty genius my last shout out goes to the book circa 2118 Scary. which i have not read yet mm -hmm. and we are uh doing an interview with peter on the book so i should get to read it uh get to reading it here pretty quickly um but i'm sure it's a great book everything i've heard some of the reviews i've read are, are fantastic so if you're in the workforce arena and we know you all are uh, circa 2118 is a must read uh for the holidays or a gift to give going into 2019 I would say I would classify it as going from dystopia to utopia. There you go. Ooh, that's deep. That's yeah. deep. It is. It's that, a deep let's look. get to the show. What do you think? Yep. Indeed, with some new terms of service. What's going on there? What dumbasses. So, indeed, we just had a policy on staffing, right? They're kicking all of staffing out of uh their uh their organic and, but you know because their jobs just aren't good enough unless unless you pay and then obviously their jobs are just fine right you've got shitty jobs guys we don't want them in our organic oh wait a minute you're gonna pay us oh okay well let's go ahead and put them back in this time it's a, a policy on talent networks so the definition of a talent network from our friends I use that term loosely mm -hmm. uh, at Indeed. Here's what the definition is. A talent network is a group of candidates that have expressed their interest in a specific company's job openings. Job seekers opt in by giving their contact information and received updates on new job openings. And the company benefits by maintaining a list of interested candidates. In some cases, companies will take contact information from a job application and add the job seeker to their new network without the job seekers knowledge mm -hmm. that's what their definition of a talent network is their new policy you want to you want to hit the new policy 
Oh, yeah, sure. Bullet points. This is fun. Yes. Uh, joining a talent network must be completely optional. It must be clear that talent network is not associated with the application process. Joining a talent network must occur after the apply process is clearly finished, not before. A talent network cannot be part of a larger shared talent pool. Hmm. Job seekers should not receive contacts from any third parties. Communication must be limited to updates on new specific vacancies at your company. And I love the explanation. I give me the give me the explanation one. Okay, okay, good. Explanation for all this is talent networks often create a bad user experience. Candidates <laughs> should not be funneled through any process other than a direct application for the position. Uh, so my first question is: Will indeed allow jobs leading to these talent networks in their organic if they are in pay, or if they're paid postings? Right. And just a reminder, once again, Indeed's doing this for for staffing. Well, they're not doing it in the organic. The only way that you can get it for staffing companies is in the paid area. Mm -hmm. But they're talking about this bad experience. Right. And they've done the same thing with staffing companies. Are they going to do the same thing with companies? Are they going to say, well, you know, it's a bad experience. But guess what? You know, if you're paying us, I guess the experience really just isn't that bad. You know, to me, this feels like, you know, Indeed is just sort of gradually screwing everybody that it can without getting really over across the line. So the first screw was job boards, right? Yes. Like, okay, your jobs are sort of duplicitous and crappy, but if you pay us, like, you're good to go. And mm -hmm. now they're moving into, like, if you're a staffing company, you're no good. If you're a smash fly or like a CR, you know, or like a phenom like phenom entity like you're no good they're never probably going to bleed into the direct direct employers being no good but they're definitely i think sticking it to as many entities as they can to suck out as much profit as possible well okay so that first line joining a talent network must be completely optional for the job seeker you know i thought that seems doable and then I, I freaking smacked myself and woke up and said, fuck that. The direct employer pays for that talent network, for the middleman, mm -hmm. for the layer of cosmetic process, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? Who the hell is Indeed to dictate terms on how that company does business? Indeed can suggest best practices and demonstrate those with case studies, yada, yada, yada. But you're not dictating anything, assholes. I mean, that's that's the stance that a company needs to take. Uh, they are, in fact, impacting direct employers because employers are choosing to use those platforms mm -hmm. for one reason or another, whether it's marketing or uh, being able to keep candidates or individuals engaged. If they don't have a job for them now, they want to be able to keep them engaged. They use those platforms to do that. Now, indeed saying, yeah, sorry, employer, we know that you're paying for that, but not going to happen. It's bullshit. This is a big plan for them to release their own CRM that they can funnel people into. That yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, somebody commented to me. He said it's free traffic on Indeed, so Indeed can do whatever they want to do. And I and I agree that there's no question. But it's also content, and without content, Indeed would be dead. Yeah, I remember. I remember that comment. Uh, I think it was on social media that someone said that, and I, I generally mm. agree with it. But there's if you build an expectation as a service, um, and people, uh, you know, respond and and create, uh, 
you know, build their own services around that and you pull the rug mm-hmm. from under them. I mean, it's not like super cool. I understand that it it's done and it can be done, but like for, like for job boards, you know, job boards were enjoying free traffic on indeed yeah. and some paid mm-hmm. for higher things. And then, you know, indeed pulled the rug out from under them. And people were surprised at that because they had, had sort of expected this service to uh, sort of adhere to what they had always done. And, and people mm-hmm. were like when companies change stuff. So I get it. But there's also, I think, an expectation that things as they are shouldn't change too drastically. I mean, when Google does this, they sort of slowly and algorithmically change stuff. And I could see where Indeed would change its algorithm to put these kind of jobs at the you know page 9 and 10 of the results mm-hmm. um, to sort of smack them around and give them that uh, that information or that that penalty passive aggressively as opposed to something like this that's a little bit more aggressive, but yeah. it's their business. Well, since all staffing jobs are going to be banned from Indeed Organic uh, at the first of the year, the search quality team isn't focused on identifying staffing companies anymore. So, so they're looking for other things to fuck up, right? I mean, that's pretty much what's happening. Oh, we're not going to, we can't mess with staffing anymore because staffing's gone. They're out of the organic. So what are we going to focus on next? And last but not least, let's just be clear. Indeed throws clicks and apps, little of little of which are actually qualified applicants. So, you know, as they continue to do this and really cut off revenues to an extent, um, other companies like the ZipRecruiters of the world and, and, and other platforms that are focused on qualified just only driving qualified candidates, they're the ones who are going to be the winner in this long term. Uh, kind of like once again makes me feel like the monster and career builder of old when they were on the top of the mountain and they were just so proud of themselves and then they got their ass kicked right off the top. Uh, which leads us, I think, into our next story getting kicked in the you know what um, <laughs> on games. Company I don't think we've ever talked about before had a, uh, a blog post up this week or last week. Mm-hmm where they are seeing evidence from their postings that Google is outperforming Indeed, which we've been predicting for a long time. A quote from the story, I am now seeing that Google for Jobs is a top three source for traffic for our clients, uh, beating Indeed in many cases. And then goes into sort of how to see, you know, what traffic sources are the highest ranked. So, you know, not a year into Google for Jobs and we're seeing them beating Indeed um, for this for this company's cl- clients, which is uh, expected. Yeah, and it's going to happen. It, it's going to happen even more as uh, applicant tracking systems start to do markups for all their feeds. As obviously the the middlemen. So again, this just makes the the phenoms and the the smash flies and the clinches and all those those uh, platforms really focus on okay great if you're going if you're going to come up with those bullshit types of policies what we're going to do is we're going to find ways to be able to replace that traffic and we've heard of companies replacing that traffic and just moving on saying guess what you're not going to get my you're not going to get my dollar you're not going to get my vote yeah and if uh just a word those of you out, out there listening if you're tracking your traffic and you're seeing google for jobs 
overtake indeed. We'd love to, to hear your story. Hit us up at uh, chadcheese.com or uh, hashtag chadcheese on Twitter. Yeah. Or if you are from a talent network company or a direct employer ad agency and want to kind of uh, give us some insights to this new policy and your feelings and whatnot on the record, off the record, doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely hit us uh, hit us up on a LinkedIn or Facebook or, or even on uh, LinkedIn Messenger. Or just send us a random email with a, with a fake address. <laughs> Don't do that. And, and deep throat on it. Don't do that. All right. Uh, Facebook um, also vying for a, a nice piece of the employment pie. Uh, yeah. They continue to enhance their jobs component. Uh, quick shout out to Chris Russell, friend of the show, yeah. uh, who has a post on uh, his rec tech blog. Uh, the two enhancements that he highlights, uh, easy share of jobs to groups. And uh, a new manage jobs tab from the uh, the page the pages site. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever used Marketplace to sell anything? <laughs> I've purchased. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've sold something. I mean, I just I just did this week, um, and I mean, it's really simple because you put it up on Marketplace, and then Marketplace uh, gives you um, a list of groups that you can post into. This sounds exactly like. I mean, again, it's 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 predicated on Marketplace anyway, so it just sounds like it's the same type of functionality to be able to provide more broad based distribution into uh, groups that could be, you know, kind of niche groups that are focused on the types of jobs that you're posting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually have, now that you were talking, uh, have sold some stuff, bought some stuff. Um, And we've, you know, we don't talk very much about Facebook and the impact on Craigslist, but it's got to be taking a, a, a hit. Craigslist meaning uh, I um, I had someone I posted a job for sort of a, an odd job here around the house mm-hmm. and I had to pay five dollars which yeah is not a big deal yeah. but how many people are saying screw that <laughs> paying five dollars on Craigslist and I'm sure it's more money in certain markets but you know and, and gravitating toward Facebook uh, as a result so I think everything I've heard from Facebook marketplace has been positive. Um, numbers out of Facebook is that, you know, one in four users on Facebook have looked for a job. Um, I'm, we're hearing salespeople talk about, you know, Facebook being uh, one of the top sort of questions and sources that companies are asking about. Um, so yeah, we don't fall asleep on Facebook, but I think it's uh, a lot of people are in danger of doing so and shouldn't. You had somebody come to your house and actually do something that you didn't want to do, and it only cost five bucks, and you think that's expensive. You cheap bastard. <laughs> I think I said if you roll the tape back, that, that's not a lot of money. Okay, good. But it is a small little hurdle you know, for people to put because Facebook or Craigslist for 15 years was free, dude, for just about everything, and now it's not. So anyway. Gotcha. <laughs> Let's break up this ridiculousness with a word from Sovereign, and then we'll talk about, uh, I don't know what, LinkedIn, skills gaps, all kinds of fun stuff. Yep. Strike up that banjo. Yes. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, Receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job, and just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate. Make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. 
Okay, so that wasn't that was not a banjo, but next time, guys at Sovereign, I want to request that that be a banjo on on the music bed. Chad Chad wants a deliverance style. Ding 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 ding. AI matching. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's a little bit too far. I get into pig references and shit. You got a pretty. Um. All right. So LinkedIn. Yes. A few things in the news. Uh, most interestingly, I think. Uh, Two billion on pace this year for advertising uh, on sort of their general media advertising pro- products and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, two billion's a lot of money. Like uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. And yeah. you know, personally, I don't know if you've advertised on LinkedIn, but it's it's a son of a bitch to get an ROI <laughs> on LinkedIn. Like I don't know, people have to be selling some expensive shit at least in our market. Uh-huh. to get a good ROI on, on, on LinkedIn. So good for them for making the money, but man, they got to find ways to get people better ROI. Cause it's, it's tough, man. It's expensive and uh, the leads are hard to come by. And uh, yeah, so good for them on the 2 billion. Um, I'm sure that will continue to escalate up. Yeah. Um, well, it's good for them to diversify from the recruiting side to get more sort of traditional advertising dollars online. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was in the news and we thought we'd point it out. Yeah. But roughly half of what Microsoft is making four billion in ads. So I think that I think that definitely says something. I mean, it, it they are generating uh, about two million posts per day per day in their feed. It's pretty damn interesting to see uh, the growth and uh, good for them, man. That's that's freaking awesome, which leads into more engagement in their company pages through the new redesign. Yep. Yep. Out this week as well. Uh, they got a few updates to their uh, company pages for jobs. Uh, number one on that uh, list, you can see who has signed up for job alerts from your company which is obviously important. It's good mm-hmm. to see uh, who's engaging with your company. Yeah. Um, you can also surface recommended job candidates uh, who visit your page. So not only who's applying to jobs, who's visiting your page, all good data, uh, which number one, LinkedIn is very into, but also number two, LinkedIn is probably the best at. Um, I was in a call with a, uh, a people search engine, so to speak, mm-hmm. sourcing tool, and they talked about their insights and the insights were very eh, meh compared to the insights that LinkedIn is able to garner because they have so much just great data. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I mean, also the integrations to Hootsuite and Crunchbase. So, you know, the, the Crunchbase side being able to provide funding insights mm-hmm. and then for Hootsuite to make it easier to get more content out there. I mean, they, they're happy, I'm sure, to an extent with the 2 million posts and videos and stuff and shit like that, that goes out in their, their daily feed, but how can they, how can they do more? And that's what they're always focused on more engagement, better engagement along with sharing content just with employees. So using this as an internal, I mean, going through the page admins and the page admins can start to, to target only internal uh, obviously employees to be able to share stuff on their LinkedIn pages uh, or feeds as well. So, I mean, uh, and again, remember they just bought Glint for four to $500 million. So you can see they're going down the employee road uh, to be able to focus more on helping companies uh, retain and get those, that, that engagement. 
Is it just me or does the internal communication thing sound a little bit like Slack? <laughs> just me? No? Others? Uh, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, it's, I think it's a, it's a big step to go from uh, LinkedIn feeds and Messenger to, uh, to Slack. Um, but it could be done uh, and it could be done through, I don't know, Microsoft Teams. Sure. I mean, they already have messages on LinkedIn. How yeah. hard would it be to segment that to only people within your company and having groups within that? And I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Just saying. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crossover, though. I mean, because we're seeing, uh, obviously, you know, Microsoft has Dynamics Talent and then they they also have Teams. Mm-hmm. And Teams is a direct Slack competitor. So how could they prospectively leverage that within LinkedIn? I mean, they're, they're just, could they or maybe not? You yeah. never know how much technical debt uh, they'd have to pay before they could do something like that. By the way, remember Yammer? Uh, <laughs> yes. Like inter- internal tweeting and it was sort uh-huh. of Slack before Slack. I mean, Microsoft owns Yammer. There's got to be some legacy tech or people that know what the hell is going on with that stuff. So I don't know. The pieces are there. Plus you throw in Skype as a, a telephone voice thing. Uh, could be interesting. It's re- there's redundancy all over redundancy. the place. That's the thing. Fire everybody. Um, <laughs> let's get to the skills gap, shall we? Uh, sure. All right. So um, Code Academy, technically out of Philly, shutting down. Um, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. So Roy Roy Mauer over at Sherman put out a, a great article talked about the the skills gaps fallout and how it lands on HR. It's HR's fault, right? Um, and then we start to see a code academy uh, start to shut down. So you're like, how do you put those things together? And to be quite frank, what we need to do on the HR side and the talent acquisition side of the house is we need to focus on building talent pipelines, not only searching for individuals who have those uh, skills. Uh, we had a great conversation in, in New York over Thai food uh, last week with the hiring soft guys and, and some of their clients. And one of their clients said, "Hey, look, we've got to we've got to hire 800 uh, engineers mm-hmm. in the next like 90 days or something." And uh, if that's where you're at, you've already lost. Not because you can't do it right now, but because you're always going to to chase your tail. That's not going to be the last time you have to do that stupid shit, right? Because you haven't built an actual pipeline. Mm -hmm. So for these types of code academies that are actually going the way of the dodo, the reason why they're not working is because they don't have the support of these big companies. They're, They're looking for really the individual to pay the freight or government to pay the freight when that's not who should be paying the freight. Companies should be paying the freight for this, right? Mm-hmm. What was the story as it's getting cold and wintry here in the Midwest about the, the what was the one animal that stored up the food during the summer? And was it the rabbit or something Squirrel? that partied all summer? And then he, yeah. he basically starved when winter came. Like, uh-huh. Companies should learn from that and learn to like be less reactionary and more sort mm-hmm. of proactive with the talent and what's coming down the pike and not relying on schools or government or whatever to provide the talent that they need or immigration, et cetera. Uh, it seemed yeah. like a pretty common sense idea. So the Code Academy, those types of entities 
need to live inside of companies or or coalitions of companies, right? Not outside. Um, they need to, that'll allow them to expand and contract as necessary. Not to mention, you can skill up much faster if you're inside that those organizations and they know what's next. Mm-hmm. Companies in many cases are just waiting for the universities to catch up to what they've been doing for eighteen. Who knows how many months, right? Yeah. So it, it just, we're in a model today that's a 1940s type of model, 1950s type of model, right? Send them to school. They're going to learn everything that they want and need. No, they can't. Moore's law has already pushed us too fast, right? So to be able to get that talent much closer to the actual job, you'll do something like Sam Houston High School hopefully is doing with with cybersecurity. You posted that. Talk, talk a little bit about that. It was a pretty could be a pretty cool uh, endeavor. Yeah, I love this. I mean, I've talked about uh, local high school where my mom lives, uh, the the auto parts or the uh, learning, you know, learning how to repair cars. And, you know, that stuff is is sponsored by um, O'Reilly's or whatever, right? So yeah. company sponsoring um, that whole segment of high school. And geez, a Texas high school down in San Antonio is really getting with the times. Uh, they're helping train cybersecurity professionals at the high school level. So, you know, I just have to say yeah. to that. And, yeah. you know, and what a great service they're providing their students because these are skills that will be in real demand in the next, you know, many decades to come. It, well, that that's a possibility though, but it could, it could go the way of the, the code Academy if they're not directly connected with companies, right? Or the federal government. Cause obviously the federal government, you need cybersecurity individuals. Um, if the federal government is a part of this and, and they're, and they're pipelining these kids into their ranks, that is incredibly smart. Uh, if, uh, you know, if these, these uh, corporations who need cybersecurity, uh, if they're doing the same thing and they're closely associated and affiliated to ensure that curriculum stays at the pace it needs to, then yes. Although if they don't and they are doing things in the same vein as the Code Academy, they're going to shut down because they're not going to be able to keep up pace and they're not going to be directly connected to where these students can actually get employment. Yeah. And by the way, the the smart companies out there will get into this high school and meet these kids and maybe have God, scholarships yeah. and with jobs waiting once they graduate from, you know, certain colleges with certain degrees. Like this is a prime opportunity for companies to like get in early on this talent. Um, these rookies that are coming in and get them into the into yeah. the farm system and get them you know get them on the team when the time is right. Get them on contract, dude. I mean, seriously, get them on contract. Internships, if not, yeah, internships. Not but you want a commitment, right? You want a commitment. If a company is going to pay, let's say, for you to go through and get a degree or get uh, certificates or whatever it is, there's got to be some type of commitment in place. Um, just like, I mean, just like the military, you go into the military, there's a commitment Like there's a commitment there because they're going to teach you a trade, teach you a skill. And, uh, and after they do that, obviously you're theirs for two years, three years, four years, who knows, same kind of, uh, format can be applied very easily and is being applied by organizations. The problem is that should be the standard, not something that, uh, seems, uh, on the, on the fringe. By the way, people are leaving their jobs at the highest rate since 2001. Uh, This came out this week. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported 2.4% of American workers voluntarily left their jobs in July, 
Again, this is the highest rate since April 2001. Mm -hmm. Um, Employees leave their jobs for many reasons, including compensation or lack of growth. But things like modern networking make it easier for employees to find and change jobs. Amazing. Amazing. Again, locally, we have an HVAC company who's doing exactly what I said Mm -hmm. um, because it's so hard to find heating, plumbing, air conditioning types of individuals. So they're taking them and they're going They're They're sending them paying for school, putting them on a contract. I talked to the guys like, yeah, I'm about ready to get off, get off my contract, but I'm going to stay with this company. I mean, they believed in me. They paid for me to be where I am today. If you want real retention, that's a great way to get there, right? That's a great way. It's not hundred percent foolproof. You obviously still have to treat them well, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, it's a, it's a damn good step. When are we going to just bring back indentured servitude? I think that needs to come back. <laughs> Uh, let's hear get a quick uh, ad from Canvas, and we'll talk about all the stupid stuff that we talk about at the end of the show. I love it. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform, empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. So why don't why don't we have a Chad and Cheese culture video? I don't understand. Because we would have proof of the absolute meatheadedness and probably regulations that we're violating. Um, that could be awesome. You know. Ah, uh, dude, microchips. I don't, man, Again. this is in England, right? Yes. This like, is a thousand yeah. employees. What in the hell? I don't know. I think, I think everybody tries this shit in the UK first. I don't know why the UK allows it. It's kind of like the, the haptic, uh, bracelets that, uh, Amazon was using. And when the, you know, the employees would go to the bathroom or something like that, they would know that they were at the bathroom, uh, or it's just a, it's a different way to track, yeah. right? Yeah. And well, we talked about this. It was an American company, right? Detroit or something. They were, uh, people were actually volunteering to get microchips Mm -hmm. put in their body to like get in the door faster and bypass security. Like it's just mind boggling that this shit happens. And for the copier machine, that was like one of the big. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please inject me with a microchip so I can fax quicker and print out stuff more efficiently oh yeah because everybody uses faxes today let me tell you and copiers i can't tell you the last time i actually touched a copier it's it's really interesting so 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 the guy uh who's who's doing this in the uk claims the microchips are just a community service that he offers (laughs) and and people like you and i joel are we're just not in the learning curve yet uh if this uh if this came from a government i'd be like yeah you know what that's uh, that's not going to happen, he said. But then he said, we're a private actor. We're doing this with our community 
for our community. This guy is so full of shit. Has he not seen <laughs> what private actors actually do? Dude, they put this thing between your thumb and forefinger. Uh, it takes what, about two seconds and feels similarly to getting your ear pierced. Sounds great. Sign I, up. Yeah, no. No, unless unless I'm James Bond and they want to track me uh, because I'm an asset and they can't lose the asset. And that's something that I, I just going to have to do because the government says that I'm at that level of being an asset. But to do it just so that I can use the fucking copier. Uh, no. By the way, it says uh, in Switzerland, an estimated 4000 people are implanted with microchips, including about 85 of the 500 people employed by. Tui, T-U-I, a travel operator. Yeah. Who are they? Why is this not a bigger story? 4,000 people in Switzerland have microchips? Jeez. God bless America. I don't get it. I, I look <laughs> dumbfounded. All right. You want to talk automation or AI on the board of directors? <laughs> well, it's kind of the same thing. So uh, we'll do, let's do board of directors. So from Forbes magazine, uh, from Forbes, uh, I saw this really cool headline that talked about uh, AI and recruiting. I thought, man, I, I want to read this. And then there was something even better. It talked about AI and how it's actually helping organizations. So here's a quote. In fact, a Hong Kong venture capital firm recently appointed an AI algorithm to its board of directors. Uh, the company credits the company credits AI with pulling the firm back from the brink of bankruptcy because humans are fucking stupid. That's me, not the article. Uh, executives at Deep Knowledge Ventures noticed the firm was funding way too many overhyped projects, and AI solved this problem by helping the firm make more logical, fact-based decisions because humans are stupid. <laughs> it's amazing. Why not just have it as AI helps us make decisions like business decisions well yeah so so this is this is very surreal to me because mm -hmm. in um you mentioned earlier uh peter weddle's book circa 2118 it actually talks about board of directors being overtaken by ai because we're dumb humans and ai just makes better business decisions as you can see from this article um, it goes on to talk about recruiting, but to be quite frank, the recruiting stuff is th there things that we talk about all the time, right? Um, this to me, I thought was fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. ZipRecruiter just added three big heavy hitters to their board of directors, including the likes of uh, GoDaddy's former CEO, um, an ex-Facebooker uh, who got them through their IPO. I just don't know if having AI has the same kind of gravitas uh, that having some great names on your board gives you maybe. Well, I don't think it matters. I think the actual results matter. So if they pull AI onto their board and these types of results happen, um, I thought you were going to say Sophia, by the way. Um, but uh, if they if they can pull AI onto their board and get rid of stupid humans who are making dumb decisions, then it doesn't matter about the gravitas. I mean, that's just all going to fade out the window because it's all about outcomes and numbers. I feel a new business coming on. Like people are going to have, it's going to be AI board members or something. And you'll be able to <laughs> customize your AI experience. And yes, throw in a robot uh, to actually go to board meetings and talk to you uh, as part of this as part of this program. Yeah, no, it would have to be. As long as they don't start podcasting, I guess we're, we're safe. Um, <laughs> 
Trump, who we rarely talk about. Um, at least there's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, the Trump administration posted a job on a job board recently. So this is, this is what happens when you can't find people who want to work at your organization. I don't care if it's the white house. I don't care, care what it is. Right. This is what happens when you can't, you have to post jobs. Right. Um, but then let's go ahead and pull the white house mm-hmm. back into this, uh, this, this discussion. It's the fucking white house, dude. You should be turning people away left and right because they want the honor and prestige of actually saying that they worked in the white house. They can put on their resume. I mean, that is some pretty next level shit. But guess what? They can't find people because of the organizational culture. That's yeah. what's happening, right? And by the way, it's usually some of the best and brightest our country has to offer that wants to get into the White House and work there. Oh, I'm out. We, we out. out. Hi, I'm Emma. Thanks for listening to my dad, the Chad, and his buddy Cheese. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Be sure to check out our sponsors because their money goes to my college fund. For more, visit chadcheese.com. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.